Hey there, authentic leaders. We have some really exciting news for all of you today. In this podcast, we've been exploring living and leading with greater authenticity, a life aligned with what we truly care about. And David and I have found that living authentically leads to increased credibility in our leadership, along with vitality, freedom, meaning, and ultimately driving purpose in our lives. Now, the conversations on these podcasts really are an extension of our authentic leadership retreat, The Other Everest. This is a world-class event where we invite leaders at all levels of organizations and in all walks of life. They come and join us in remote locations where we turn off our devices, where we disconnect and really connect to our hearts and who we truly and authentically want to be as leaders. Now, we're aware that not everyone has the ability to up and go to a leadership retreat, and obviously for so many reasons. And for whatever reason that may be for you, we feel strongly that you should still be able to be a part of this authentic leadership journey. So the really exciting news we have is that the other Everest world-class retreat will now be a world-class online program for you, the authentic leader. This will be a life-changing, transformative online experience. You will be able to do this from anywhere in the world and completely at your own pace. It's a space where you can deepen your commitment to being a leader through increased self-awareness, a stronger and clearer purpose and presence, and where you can join a community of authentic, like-minded leaders who have all embarked on a journey together. That journey is to the other Everest. So stay tuned to the podcast or visit www.davidirvin.com for more information. We look so forward to going on this journey with each and every one of you. And now for your regularly scheduled podcast. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. 
She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Redefining Authenticity with David Irvin and Ali Stone. And we are traveling this road less traveled together, which has been a really amazing journey. And I'm just uh, really, really grateful for all of this. I realized, David, it's been like, I don't know, like 13 weeks or something, 14 weeks we've been doing this together. So um, it's pretty incredible how fast time flies. <laughs> when you're having fun, right? And when you're navigating uncharted waters. <laughs> there has so much evolved in our world and in each of our lives, isn't there? During this time, it's incredible. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to have been, to have had a, like a companion. <laughs> you know, we, we've both been on our own journey, but it's been so great to be able to kind of walk, uh, you know, even though we're not on the same path all the time, um, to be able to have somebody that you can connect with and like somebody that's part of your community that knows what it's like <laughs> to walk that on authentic journey. So anyway, I, th I think that's really cool. So I just wanted to mention that today because I, I wasn't sure if you had realized how long it had been. Wow. You know, so, and I always say, Allie, that the authentic journey is a lonely journey because we have to find our own voice and we have to follow our own path and it can feel very lonely at times and it can't be done alone. And so, you know, this is one of our core messages is who, who is traveling with us on this journey? And, uh, you know, who is our community and who, who is our tribe that's really support us, that's supporting us, that has our back, that we know uh, will help hold us accountable and help hold the space for us to be who we are. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's very cool. So obviously, we started talking about our online program. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to do this with you. I love uh, that we're going to be able to bring the other Everest to more people. I mean, it's always been this incredibly uh, intimate, heartwarming, soul-affirming experience to come to the retreat and be a part of it. Um, but the reality is some people just can't do that, right? And I think this content uh, should be shared with the world. So I'm so excited and I was doing some thinking today about one of the pieces that we're going to be talking about in, in the online program and that's, that's around the idea of character and what character means in our authentic journey and even more specifically, personal responsibility. And I think that uh, you wrote it in your book I'm pretty sure and you said something along the lines so don't get me wrong don't yell at me if I quote you wrong but the day that you decide that all blame is a waste of time is the day that your life changes that statement has deeply impacted my life and uh it's multifaceted for me and I feel uh like Personal responsibility is something I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about before I met you. I definitely uh, valued integrity, but I really didn't think about at the core of myself um, 
how I was holding myself responsible to my life and to others. And I think that that's been a really cool adventure. So I'd love to dive into that today uh, if you're open to that. Absolutely. And, you know, we, you know, there's so much material around character and there's four components of character. We're just going to focus on one because we've just got a short amount of time today. We'll get into some of these other facets at future. You know, just before we go down that road, let me just talk about just for one quick minute here on my own personal feelings about this retreat. And, you know, we've been doing these retreats now for a few years and it's really aligned with my life purpose. It really was born. These, these Banff retreats at the Banff Center were born during the time that I was caring for my brother and I was doing a lot of personal reflection and I just said, you know what, I really need to plant my own flag and work from my own heart and create these communities. And then this COVID situation has happened and it said, it's really awakened me to the fact that as much as the value that people get from these retreats by sitting together and building community, it also is limiting in terms of the number of people who are able to be there. And some people learn better by self-reflecting and sitting in their living room. And, you know, this is a day and age where we have to be responsive to a wide variety of needs. So we are going through this process of developing this online program, making this available for people that will be here uh, until we get back to meeting face-to-face -face and beyond for people who would rather uh, meet when they can self-direct and work in the, in the comfort of their own home. So it's, I think it's going to just really expand the impact and the value that we bring to the world. So this whole uh, lockdown and this pandemic has really turned into a great opportunity for us to expand our message, probably something that we should have done years ago. Yeah, I love it. Totally. So let's talk about personal responsibility mm -hmm. and why should you care? And I think it's just a natural human tendency when what I know for myself how easy it is to go to blame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when things aren't working in this society, there's lots of reason to blame. There's lots of reason to point a finger. And it seems to be human nature that we, that we blame. And I, I have come to understand, I call it this victim box that we live in. Not that there are victims, but there is victim behavior. And I know when I'm stressed, it's easy to get into this victim box where we blame and we, and we hold other people responsible. It's easy when we're frustrated in a relationship with a boss, with a spouse, with a child, with a friend, with the world. We're in a relationship with the world right now. And think of how easy it is to blame the media, to blame uh, people who are uh, develop, helping develop a, a process of keeping our society safe. It's just easy to blame. And what I've learned about blame is that it's a defense against the responsibility to be courageous. So, it protects me from the hard work of saying, hey, what do I have to do? Far easier to blame you than it is for me to say, hey, I, I lack the courage to take the action. I lack the courage to say I need to be to bring uh, a better, more authentic self to this relationship. And unfortunately, it's easy to blame. But what happens is that it breeds 
what I call innocence. Because don't blame me, it's your problem. And what happens when we breed innocence is it leads to impotence because we're left powerless, we're left helpless to do anything about it, as opposed to taking ownership and saying, you know what, I'm going to decide once and for all that all blame is a waste of time. And I keep making that statement, and I'm just actually reminding myself to make sure that I keep myself out of that blame box. And it, it keeps me responsible. It's, it is what I would call the road less traveled, but the end result is at least I can feel like I can make an impact, that we all need to feel that we make a difference. And by not blaming, it shifts that opportunity of, 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 personal, of personal impact. Totally. And I also think it's part of the process that so you're talking about, you know, how it's an important reminder today that I bring up personal responsibility. That's part, that's part of the process of being authentic. Like there are times when I, I don't accept responsibility. I don't take ownership for my actions or what's happening around me. Um, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, it's funny because as we have these conversations, you start to have these little like sparks of light in your head and you're like, oh man. <laughs> and I was thinking about, um, yeah, just, uh, just an incident I had with my husband and he was struggling with something and, and I wanted to help him, but I was in the middle of something else and I didn't take responsibility to say, I have something else on my plate and on my mind right now. And instead I was short with him. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, oh man, I need to go like apologize to him because that wasn't fair. It's not his fault that something else was going on and that, you know, he, he needed something at that time. Like that's totally not fair for me to respond the way I responded. And so personal responsibility can seem so small to me sometimes too, the way I think about it and the way, um, the way I react, but the ripple is so huge, if that makes sense. You know, like if, and, and again, I, I, I give myself a lot of grace. I'm like, I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. But the awareness piece is so massive for me. So remembering that, you know, all blame is a waste of time and going back and saying, you know what, I'm really sorry. I didn't react the way I would like to. That takes courage. And that's an act of personal responsibility right there in itself, too. So um, if you're listening, Chris, I'm coming. <laughs> to apologize. Oh, it's really important that I not use the word should. Mm. We are not suggesting today that you should never blame. What we're saying is observe. Our whole message is self-awareness and consciousness. And just notice, here's a, here's a little assignment for all of our listeners for the next week, is observe when you're noticing yourself blaming and when you're noticing yourself taking personal responsibility and just observe the results without any judgment. I think, you know, we're getting to the courage to be yourself, you know, and we're talking about if you can remove that blame, you find within you the courage to be who you authentically want to be. Because blame is like an armor. It's like a shield. So I'm having like, I'm having a like a pretty, <laughs> pretty deep thought. Do you want me to share it with you right now? Of course. <laughs> of course. So, um, I mean, you know this about me, but maybe our listeners don't, but I, I'm a survivor 
of sexual abuse. And that almost took me down in blame. It was a long, there was a long period of time where I thought that human beings were inherently messed up. <laughs> you know, and now you hear me walking around saying people make the world beautiful. It's because I, I chose to stop letting that control me. And I made a choice not to blame what had happened to me and to take that as an experience that was only going to make me better. And, you know, it's like interesting because sometimes people ask me about it and I'm like, oh yeah, like I, you know, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but I wouldn't change anything about my life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a moment of it, which is very interesting, right? So if you can kind of get to a place, at least for me, where you can release that blame, the uh, openness, is that the right word? The ability to be open to life on the other side and the possibility is, is like endless. <laughs> and it didn't happen right away. And it took some time. And obviously, I'm always growing in on a journey. But um, yeah, you're just like really making me think about that time in my life, because I was huge in blame. I was like, well, this happened to me. So my life is going to be this way. And I'm not going to be the person I thought I was going to be. And I'm damaged and whatever thoughts go through your minds. But it was like this internal blame. And I do not think like that anymore, right? And it's very interesting to reconnect with those thoughts because it's been a long time. Um, but blame can be very powerful. It could ruin your life. It almost ruined mine. Let me ask you a question. Did you find, and I, I, have my, I did not go through that kind of an experience. I went through my own trauma. But did you find that this is a process and for a while, blaming your perpetrator was actually a healing step for you to say, you know what, because the natural tendency for most of us who have been through trauma, any kind of trauma, is first of all to blame ourselves. Now, that's a, again a, a, a defense against our own courage, but it's a very natural part of the healing process is to recognize. Again, this is not about a statement that you shouldn't blame. It's a recognition that, that it's a stage in the healing process. And it starts often with blaming ourselves. And then when we move to the point where we begin to blame the person who harmed us and hurt us, it becomes further along that path of healing because it takes, the, it takes the hurt off of ourselves and to say, this wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And it's a very natural, and I would argue a healthy response is to begin to point the finger at the person who hurt us. Because we begin to realize, hey, I'm not, I'm not to blame for this. Mm -hmm. But what you've also said is that you've transcended that to where there's a process after blaming yourself and blaming the person who hurt you. How would you, first of all, um, do you buy that notion that it's all part of the healing process to go through this blame? And then we come out through another door into a new reality. And I, I would love to get your take on your take through that healing process. And then what the new door is like. Mm -hmm. 
so it's interesting you're framing it in a way I've never thought about it before so I'm trying to be really open to it I feel like uh that blame phase for me whether it was blaming myself or blaming you know the perpetrator or the world <laughs> um I always saw that as like a shutdown phase like like it was like armoring up and closing off as much as I could so that nothing could penetrate my heart again like that right so it's like building all these little walls so I, I often think of that phase as shut down and I think that the way you're framing that for me right now is very uh it's giving me like a little like like insight or like a aha because I think that that's actually a really beautiful way to think about it um I wasn't able to articulate it like that at the time but the fact that there's no question that I've been through a transformation from that event in my life um you articulating it that way i connect with it but i can i tell you i would have i said that before no i would have said that that was a complete uh completely shut down phase for me and it was all about armoring up and hiding and not being myself because if i was myself i might get hurt right so that's very interesting. But it was a I might suggest it was a necessary stage. And mm -hmm. again, I don't want our listeners to come out of here thinking I should never blame. It's not right to blame because often if we take that stand that we feel guilty about blaming somebody who, for example, who may have hurt us, mm -hmm. we run the risk of unknowingly starting to blame ourselves. Oh, yeah. And it's just as destructive. And I, I'm, I'm a believer that everything serves us, has a purpose at a time in our lives. And when it outgrows that purpose, it becomes destructive. Mm -hmm. So to a point, it was an important stage. I can tell you from my own healing of my own trauma, that blaming my parents for the trauma in our home was a necessary stage in my own development, because it went from blaming myself which caused a great deal of depression and despair and anxiety to blaming them, which hurt them. And it closed off my heart. I, I really identify with that, but it's not the end of the journey. It's the early chapters in this, in the book of our lives. Mm -hmm. And if we get stuck in there and we stay there too yeah. long, uh, the story can't take its full course. Yeah. But all my intention is today is to shine a light on the blame and to have us appreciate the blame for the purpose that it's serving us now and then begin to ask, am I ready to let go of that and take full ownership now for my own life? And oftentimes we usually need support to make that transition. That is a big transition to move away from blame to real responsibility. And in some cases it's a simple decision and in other cases, often it's a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I tend to get a little black and white sometimes. So I like your notion. If I said like this idea of like degrees of separation, is that a good way to describe what you're talking about? It's like tiny ticks on the compass on the way around moving out of a phase that's no longer serving you. I think that makes sense. Cause sometimes in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I just, I stopped 
being like that, but I did not, <laughs> right? That took work, that took time, that took reframing, that took awareness when I was blaming. I still have to pay attention when I blame now, and I'm always gonna blame, it's gonna come up, but um, it's the awareness piece. And then just keep making those ticks, you know, on your journey, on that road less traveled, on that path. And that process of going around that compass, you developed an enormous amount of strength. You developed a lot of muscle, inner, internal muscle, so that now when your husband does something, when Chris does something that you immediately want to blame him, you can turn that around in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could not have done that 10 years ago without the healing journey of moving beyond blame. And I always say, Ali, you know, my saying around this, this is direction, not velocity. And, you know, if we're moving away from blame, we are healing our lives. If we're recognizing, okay, that blame, but I always start with self-compassion to realize this has served the purpose at this point. Just like when I see people blame in organizations, it's serving a purpose because they may not quite yet have the courage to take a to take a stand but if they can begin to realize this is what i'm doing accept what i'm doing and accept oh what are the consequences of doing this then we can begin to in compassion make these small changes directionally within ourselves i was thinking as you started the conversation it would be really easy for me to turn that blame conversation to the organization but it kept striking this nerve deep inside of me and i think the depth of the conversation we just had is also really important because a lot of people struggle with things that have happened to them. And, uh, and even if you're, if you're hurting right now, if you're listening to this and you have been hurt in your life and you are blaming and you can begin to see that you're blaming, the first step is to say, I would like to move toward getting past this not to get rid of it, but to go past it, you are on the authentic journey of character to realize it's time that I begin to move this. And then, then we begin, and what we offer is some resources for people to move along that path. Sure. Because if you, you can get stuck there. Mm-hmm. But where you are has been important at this stage in your life. Yeah. And like you said, a guide is just so incredibly important. I think guides are important our entire life. I'm going to, I'm going to be like the thumbs up. I need a guide my whole life (laughs) person. Um, But in that phase, absolutely. That was so integral for me. And I had a very good guide. So, um, you know, sometimes I give, I give her a lot of the kudos too. (laughs) Who have been to this territory, just like a mountain guide who takes people up to terrain that they've never, that they have never traveled, but someone else has. Yeah. that can guide us along the path and know that they've got our back. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And so I'm so excited to keep sharing this content. I think these are beautiful, inspiring conversations and the conversations we've been having at the retreat. And uh, I'm so excited to keep digging into them. So oh, it's always a pleasure. It's uh, just inspiring and so thought provoking. So I, I uh, thank you, Allie. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. 
So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.